0: Welcome to Dairy Intelligent, a podcast by VES Artex. Together we will meet dairy industry intellects and passionate dairy producers to discuss all things cows and connected technologies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of VES Artex's podcast Dairy Intelligent. I'm your host Annie and today I'm joined by Ron Daly, a technical support manager with Needa. So thank you so much for being with us today ron let's begin today's discussion by having you introduce yourself and give us some of your background
1: hello and thanks for having me today Uh, i'm ron daly i've been here at needapp for almost uh, four years Uh, i've been in the dairy industry for pretty much all of my life uh 25 working years of uh, experience um in all aspects of of commercial dairy here in the north american market so whether that's technical support um, sales, product development, product life cycle management, um, just making sure that the products get delivered and, you know, the people that are buying them, you know, know what they're buying. So that's kind of my background. I also operate a small farm uh, in Northeast Iowa, so I'm actively engaged in agriculture.
0: Well, welcome. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss designing your barn for optimal cow flow. Let's tap into Ron's expertise today on how to design sorting and routing systems to keep cows moving. So to start off, I want to first talk about why a producer wants to keep their cows moving efficiently from point A to point B. It might seem obvious, but maybe it's not. Can you share your thoughts?
1: Well, I think there's two main factors that are are going into the dairy industry today, and one is consolidation. So consolidation is obviously where farms are getting larger uh, the number of farms is getting to be smaller, uh, and we're trying to manage a larger number of animals, obviously with fewer amount of labor. So uh, consolidation and labor are the two factors that are driving uh, the industry into looking for technology, for uh, efficiency, um, to improve what they can do with, with say, you know, a unit of manpower um, and try to do everything that they can on that farm uh, efficiently and effectively for the right animals.
0: So we know that our farm needs a proper cow flow system. Where exactly is the starting point when thinking about this concept for facility design?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. It depends on who you ask. Um, you're going to ask a, a veterinarian or the herdsman, and they're going to give you a different answer from from someone that's actually milking the cows in the parlor, to somebody that's raising the calves, uh, to somebody that uh, you know is just possibly managing the books in the office. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, mindset that goes into laying out a facility, um, and I guess the biggest driver there is to figure out what is the facility. Is the facility all in uh, where all animals are raised on one location um, where our calves raised somewhere else you know heifer somewhere else fresh cows somewhere else milk cows here you know so I, I guess once you put all those pieces on paper and figure out what the what the root plan is going to be then you need to efficiently lay out uh, basically the day-to-day activity for those animals um, so if we look at just lactating cows or, or milking cows in a facility we want them to obviously you know, let cows be cows. So we want cows to flow through the system quickly and efficiently. Um, and what we'd mean by that is we want them to uh, obviously rest. We want them to eat. We want them to ruminate. Uh, we want them to drink lots of water. We want them to be very comfortable. And we also want them to visit a parlor um, or say a robot uh, numerous times during that day. Um, We don't necessarily want them locked up in a sort pen, locked up in a headlock, locked up in a holding pen for numerous minutes um, that are taking away from their normal activities of producing milk.
0: So when you talk about these cows that are needing attention, let's give some background on what the options are for a dairy producer to create these lists in the first place. What are you seeing as some of the most efficient ways to identify the to-do list of animals that a farmer may want to sort for that day?
1: Well, like I said before, one of the main drivers is consolidation and labor. So, as labor, you know, becomes more and more critical in in different pockets of this of this market, uh, you know, trying to do tasks quickly and efficiently with less people is is obviously a key. Uh, so, what we're doing is we're ingesting technology into these facilities to give us data on a large group of animals that we can then take that large group of animals. And, and cut it into sections of, of manageable uh of manageable sections or portions. So say we've got a, a group of animals of 300 cows in a group, out of that group of 300, maybe there's only five or 10 that physically need to be inspected or, or physically looked at. And those are the cows that we're going to focus on. And we're going to let the rest of the cows in that group uh, do their normal activities and not be bothered by a sort gate, by a headlock, you know, by any extra intervention. So we're trying to to make a large consolidated farm manageable in smaller sections by pulling out the cows that need the extra attention, that maybe need a boost, maybe need a vaccination, maybe need just a little extra care.
0: So now that a farm has figured out how the data flow happens for the lists for the cows that need to be worked on, what are some types of technology available that they may want to consider investing in?
1: Yeah, I, I briefly mentioned it before. Uh, you know, there's numerous ways to to take that smaller uh group of animals now and to deal with those. Uh some people can deal with them right there in the parlor, depending on the parlor type or the or the robot facility. Um, but that's pretty much labor intensive, and you have to be there in the parlor when that cow's there. So then a lot of people look at let's put in an automated sort gate. So then after milking, that cow then can be separated from her group. And put into a separate pen, whether it be a, you know, a, a pen for health checks, whether it's a pen for you know post calving checks, uh, a, a pen for uh, protocol vaccinations, etc. So these animals are then segregated from their pen and then treated in a relatively quickly and efficiently uh, manner uh, directly after milking and then returned to their normal pen. Um, another idea would be to let the cows go back to their group. And then lock up the majority of that pen in a headlock at a feed rail and then find the cow in that group, uh, you know, to do whatever treatment is needed. Um, so those are the the two main principles that are used today would be the, the headlocks uh, in a, a freestall barn or possibly a sort gate right at the milking parlor.
0: So sort gates um, from the feedback that I've received in the past, it seems that sort gates are either loved or despised really depending on the farmer that you're talking to and i'd I'd love to hear your thoughts can you tell me a bit more about the factors needed for a sort gate system to be successful
1: absolutely true it it goes with any piece of technology Um, if it's installed and 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 commissioned and used properly uh, it's going to work very effectively and it's going to be a tool that you can't live without Um, So typically, yeah, sorcates are loved or despised. So a lot of factors can go into whether a sorcate is effective or not. Uh, And two of the factors that I guess I'd like to focus on would be uh, cow flow, number one. We want to have consistent and and clean cow flow each and every time. Um, So cows are creatures of habit. And over time, if they're not uh, forced, or chased, or or hindered anyway by humans, they're gonna adapt to a normal behavior going through a sort lane. Um, so we basically don't want to hinder that path through the sort lane. We want that to be a nice, inviting path for the animal to walk through. And then when the sort gate does open, we don't want it to be loud and obnoxious and and harmful to the animal because they will learn and they'll, they'll be able to be smarter than the sort gate eventually, and possibly fool the sort gate so then they don't get separated. Uh, so we want it to be somewhat inviting and, and we want the actions of the, the physical gait of itself to be calming to the animal. Um, so not loud air pressure, not loud uh, exhaust valves on gates, not squeaky hinges, metal clanging on metal, anything that's going to startle or disturb that animal. We want it to be nice and inviting. Um, the other thing with sort gates, the other big reason besides cow flow, is going to be the readability of the of the tag. So we need to identify the cows as they're going through the sort lane. So we need to do that accurately and quickly. Um, some of these milking parlors are milking six, seven, eight hundred cows an hour. Uh, so we need to be conscious of of can the sort gate handle that kind of cow flow each and every time that the cows are then going through there? And can we read and identify those tags at that high rate of speed? So we need to be able to read those tags. And there's many different tags on the market that are used uh, for for identification of the cows. So we just need to make sure that the tags that we're using in the sort gate are adequate and accurate enough uh, for the results that we're looking for.
0: Oh, it definitely seems like... There's some maintenance that's needed. It's not just installing a system and walking away and assuming it's it's going to do all the work for you. Um, I thought that was a really good explanation.
1: Absolutely. So true. Thank you.
0: So once the cows are sorted, what does the environment look like that they would be waiting in? And how does this impact a farm worker's protocols?
1: Yeah, let's let's take a step back. Uh, before before the cows, you know, get into the sort pen, we need to identify, you know, possibly the reason that we're going to be sorting these cows, and and that goes back into the planning and the layout. And I know things change over time and and things evolve, but you need to have a real core foundation of why you want to separate the animals from the pen and what that purpose could be. Uh, for example, maybe you want to do all your breedings in a sort pen. So then you separate all your cows into a palpation rail. Uh, so then the cows are lined up in a palpation rail, and they're easily identified. And they're only going to be in there for a short period of time. And, and there's going to be workers there, right there, processing them animals and returning them uh, immediately to their you know milking group. Um, so basically, you want the sort pen designed for the reason of why you're sorting the cows? So, whether it's for for health checks or for breedings, you would do a palpation rail. I uh, would be very typical. Um, if it's just a segregation pen, it's going to be a nice, calm area. It's going to have some, possibly some some forage, some some water source. Um, it's going to have good ventilation, good lighting. Um, it's going to be something that's friendly for them the animals because hopefully they're not there very long. But you don't want it to impact their daily routine.
0: Absolutely, and that that leads actually right into my next question because you were just discussing animal welfare and how important it is in that that cow flow design. How can farmers ensure that the comfort and well being of their cows is definitely thought through throughout this process?
1: Like I mentioned before, we want we want the sort lane and, and sort area to be inviting. We want it to be a nice uh, sort lane that you know actually is is. Proactively, you know, attracting animals to walk through the lane, not loud clanking gates, you know, that haven't been maintained, or or loud air valves that are exhausting, you know, a large volume of air to scare the cows. Um, we don't want it dark and dingy. We want it to be well lit and well ventilated. Um, obviously, that's going to be more inviting to the animals. And you know, depending on the region you know, ventilation is key. You don't want it to be, you know, a heat place for the cows to congregate either. So uh, animal welfare is very critical because these are the cows that are going to need the extra attention. You know, they're being separated from the group for for any number of reasons. Um, so you want that you want that event, you know, to be something that they're happy with and so that they return to it and not something that they're like, oh no, it's the sort gate. We're not going in there again.
0: No, absolutely. Comfort is Definitely king, I think, in all aspects of the barn, but especially as you said, these cows that are being sorted, they're being sorted for a reason. Right. So making sure they're they're as comfortable as possible. Um, so most of the scenarios that we've been talking about today have been parlor specific. Um, but we know not all farms utilize parlors. What about those that milk either in robots? Is there any differences in design and impl- implementation?
1: Yeah, there are. It's a great question. So uh, a conventional dairy versus a robotic dairy, um, you're still going to have those special needs cows. You're going to need the cows to be pulled away from their pen mates uh, to do interventions, treatments, breedings, etc. So, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily really matter whether it's conventional or robot. There's still that small percentage of the animals that are going to need to be, you know, segregated or, or pulled aside uh, for A deeper dive of what's going on with that animal. So, whether it's a commercial dairy or a robot, typically you'll have a segregation pen, uh, typically right there at the parlor. Um, Multiple pens, you could have two pens, uh, possibly three, maybe four pens. Um, But you just want to, like I said before, you want to make sure that the layout is inducive to what your needs are. And you don't want those cows sitting in those sort pens for very long. Ideally, you would put them into the sort pen and they'd be, you know, processed and returned to their exact same milking group as their as their herd mates are leaving the parlor or the robot. Um, so basically on a robot, your, your one pen is visiting uh, the same robot or the same group of robots. Uh, so those cows may sit in that segregation pen a little longer than, say, a conventional barn, depending on, you know, when they're sorted. Uh, and that's another criteria that can easily be adjusted with sorting, too, is you can sort on time. So if, you're, if you know you don't have any workers there for the next eight hours, there's no need to sort animals and let them sit there. So set your parameters correctly so the cows can be separated when there's actually workers uh, present.
0: Absolutely. And we've talked about a variety of designs today, and I assume the costs can range quite a bit. Um, And financials are a big decision maker when implementing any new system on a dairy. So can an ROI on cow flow upgrades be determined?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I I think they can be. You know, every situation is going to be a little bit different. Um, One of the biggest drivers when it comes to, say, sort gate costs would be building costs um, or installation costs to make sure that, you know, your area is well adapted for a sort lane. Um, if you've got to add on a, you know, a facility or add on a lane or, or a pen, obviously there's some building costs, concrete costs, you know, getting rid of the manure, etc. So there are some costs, but I think if you if you actually were to sit down and calculate the cost of going out into a pen of, say, 300 cows and trying to find five versus segregating them at a Sorgate. Um, I think you would find out your return on that investment would be relatively quick knowing that that person then could, you know, work on those animals and then obviously go on to the next task instead of spending most of their day out in a freestyle bar and trying to find animals. And then once you find them in a freestall, getting them to a headlock and then administering a treatment, you know, out in a freestyle environment versus, say, a segregated, you know, sort pen where there's fewer animals uh, to interact with. Plus, you're also not disturbing the herd mates. You're letting the rest of the cows be cows, which is also, you know, something that's very impactful on a dairy that we see time and time again that, you know, a lot of large producers comment, you know, routinely that cows need to be cows. They they have their routines, they're creatures of habit. They want to do the same thing every day and they don't necessarily want human intervention, you know, chasing through their pen trying to find one or two.
0: Time is so worthwhile, and I really like that letting cows be cows. So what are some of the common mistakes or maybe challenges that dairy producers face when implementing cow flow systems and how can they overcome these obstacles?
1: I think one of the biggest uh, challenges is is just determining what the needs are up front and and to be honest with your you know with your staff and with you know your layout of what's possible and what possibly won't work. And if there are questions about it, address it at the time you know that you're planning. Um, and then also trying to probably over plan or over not over plan, but over promise. So if you're if you think that you can put in a sort gate to to sort for 18 different reasons, you know, let's be honest. Is that gonna be a reality or let's maybe tone it down and let's sort for five reasons and let's focus and be really good at those five reasons. And what are the outliers that we're going to miss, and then maybe add them on later. Um, so I think those are the the biggest thing. I think is just planning ahead and trying to determine the best use of the labor force that you have, and the best use of your current facilities, whether it's a new build or a retrofit, and then you know determining you know how that separation area is going to look, and how it's going to impact the flow of of cows to and from the parlor to let the majority of the cows do their typical routine and let the cow be a cow.
0: So you've outlined some really great options as the topic today is designing a facility to optimize cow flow, but which options are best? If I'm building a brand new dairy today, what would you recommend?
1: (laughs) That's a very good question. there's, there's all kinds of technology on the market. So I think, I think, you know, I, I specifically can't answer that question for everybody. Um, you need to, f- you know, look at your staff, look who you look who you have uh, for labor, look what you have for facilities, look what your needs are. You know, are you going to be milking 500 cows an hour? You're going to have, you know, four freestyle barns. These cows are already walking a long distance. I don't necessarily want to chase them in their pens. Um, A lot of facilities, possibly uh, adding a sort lane or a sort pen just isn't an option um, without, you know, major construction or changing, you know, the holding area, you know, entrance, exit area of the parlor uh, type of a thing. So that's where headlocks would be, you know, the ideal situation. Um, And they're obviously better than having no headlocks. Um, So I think each facility needs to needs to look at what they have what they're willing to invest in and what they have for labor and what their outcomes are gonna be. If they're gonna expand in the future, you know, that's a huge topic as well. You know, let's let's not just plan for today, let's also plan for tomorrow and make sure that what we're doing today can also be expanded, scaled up, uh, possibly a second sort area could be added, those types of things uh, when you're laying facilities out. Um, if you're putting in, a say, a, a rotary parlor today and you have a holding pen, And beside that holding pen, we have two sort pens, but your future plans are, you know, maybe to to duplicate the site and put in a second rotary. You know, is there an option there? You know, do the planning up front. You know, the cost up front versus the cost later is, is going to be negligible. So just make sure that your thought goes into the beginning of it and make sure that your outcomes can be something that are measured
0: for sure and i like that not just planning for today but thinking about how you can make those additions on onto the future so you're not having to completely redo things again so let's say that we we built our dairy and we implemented a great and really well thought out cow flow protocol once installed how long will the design work for the herd and how do you know if adjustments should be made
1: ah great question Um, So basically everything that you've uh, planned, you know, now comes into working and everything should work until something changes. So whether the dairy grows, whether, you know, some of the labor shifts, some of the major changes happen and modifications have to be, you know, put into place and then things aren't working as optimal as before. So then you just need to go back and look at the planning and make sure that the layout is correct and the layout fits the need of the cow. Um, you know, and like I mentioned before, cow flow is very critical to sorkates. So we want to make sure we have clean, consistent cow flow um, because cows are very smart. Cows cows can uh, basically uh, learn technology and learn how to fool systems of you know if there's photo sensors with timing and things like that cows can understand oh if I stand here for 25 seconds that gate's gonna shut and I can just keep walking so sometimes every now and then you need to physically monitor and watch what's going on um, and as I've said before and some other recordings you know, we need a protocol in place just to keep track of our technology and make sure it's working at optimum levels. So, for a sort gate, I would say you know at least once a month we need to monitor the ID rate, make sure that it's actually IDing our cows as they go through, uh, make sure that the cows actually are wearing uh, RFID that can be read by the sort gate, make sure that uh, you know if the read range has decreased, let's figure out why. You know did we install some electrical devices that have impacted the readability of the tags do we have an antenna that's possibly failing do we have some you know coax wires that aren't where they're supposed to be did we install high voltage cables by communication you know any modifications that are made in the dairy you know possibly could impact that rfid read rate so cow flow and readability are the two things on the sorcate and that could be easily, you know, done on a say a monthly protocol, just to monitor and, you know, sit back and watch the sort gate for twenty minutes on a on a Sunday and say, hey, yeah, cows are flowing through great. This is how it was designed. Everything's going to work great for the next thirty days.
0: For sure. So we've talked a lot about some ideal scenarios, but can you share some real world examples or success stories of farms that have optimized their cow flow systems and what kind of improvements do they see in terms of cow health and production?
1: Oh, another great question. Um, I think it it goes back to what we said way back at the beginning. You know, people either love sorcates or they despise them. So the people that have them, obviously they can't can't function their dairy uh, without them. They can't manage their labor force without them. So separating the the cows that are, you know, the ones that need the attention at the time of, of need, right at, after milking, and then get them back to their herd mates as quickly as possible are the success stories. So the sort Gates that are, you know, whether they're retrofits or, or new builds, but the ones that are installed and the ones that are properly maintained. Uh, that are, you know, sorting for a particular reason. Um, I do know of a few dairies that used to do headlocks and and bring up an entire pen into their freestyle barn and lock them up. And they've completely abandoned the thought of that. And now they're in the mindset of, oh, my next dairy, I'm not even going to install headlocks. I don't need them anymore. So I've seen the transition um from that and i've also seen the people that can't get their sorkate uh, to read tags they they have noise issues possibly um they're trying to id uh say an improperly installed ear tag or or say a a poor functioning ear tag and so then they give up on the technology and they're like oh that'll never work for me instead of trying to figure out the underlying reason uh to why the tags aren't reading um there's also the cases, uh, I've seen some very good examples of uh, some fairly thought out sort plans that were just too complicated. Um, trying to make cows, you know, make corners and, and you know, take a left and then a right and, oh, now a sharp left again. So just just think about an animal when, when you're designing that to make sure that the layout fits the need. Uh, Simply because, you know, cows are are a big animal and they move relatively slowly if if they're on their own, but they move relatively quickly if they're forced to. So you just have to be idea, you know, cognizant of that when you're laying this out and make sure that the layout works, because as pretty and complicated as it can be, it may just not work for an animal.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure also working with experts such as yourself, making sure you have that plan really well thought out is definitely key. So we're actually now at the end of our conversation. Before we wrap up, I would like to know what an animal-centered environment means to you.
1: An animal-centered environment, great question. So an animal-centered environment, you know, it brings that whole cow-be-cow mindset uh, to the top of the table. Uh, So basically, animal centered environment is you want something that's very inviting to the animal. You want, uh, you know, the whole Californian motto of happy cows. You want these cows to be successful in their life, you know, in their day to day routines. You don't want them to, to be, you know, in any harm or any pain. You want them to enjoy, you know, their life. Basically, they're going to eat, they're going to drink, they're going to produce milk, and they're going to lay down. So you want that cow to be as comfortable as possible in all that process. So, you know, whether it's walking from the freestyle to the holding pen, you know, staying in the holding pen, uh, the whole milking process should be a happy event for them. Um, you know, and everything in that, whole facility should be centered back to, you know, animal husbandry and and what that cow actually needs and to try and minimize the impact of, of a human on her daily routine. So, you know, a lot of people think cows are pets, but cows typically like to be by themselves and and unmonitored by people. So anytime they see people, they, they change their habits and they change their behavior. Um, Sometimes that's true, sometimes that's not, but, but for the most part, cows just like to be, you know, with their herd mates, um, taking in forages, you know, converting those forages into milk and uh, live, a, live a very successful life.
0: Very well said. I think that was a great way to end our conversation. So thank you again, Ron, for your time and insights. Clearly understanding cow flow is an extremely important task that can make a big impact on your herd's performance, And there are many considerations that need to be made when designing your barn for optimal cow flow. So thank you, everyone who listened in, and we will catch you in our next Dairy Intelligent episode. Thank you for joining us for another Dairy Intelligent episode. We hope you have found some suggestions to improve cow comfort on your farm, or simply just learn something new. If you have not already, please be sure to subscribe to our channel on your favorite podcast platform and let your friends know about us. We would love to have them listen and learn.